Hi everyone! I hope you enjoy this spooky episode of the podcast, but you know what would actually be spooky? If you didn't exercise your right to vote! That's right, I forgot that this is our last podcast before election day, so if you have not voted by mail already, please, 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 I am begging you to vote if you want to ignore the fact that uh, we really have the power to change things, you can ignore it and say that your vote doesn't count. But you know what? Vote doesn't count. The one that doesn't vote. So please just vote if you haven't already. And enjoy this podcast, which features, you know, some spooky things that, you know, may or may not come into play with how you're voting. Ooh, human rights. Do women deserve rights? Ooh, spooky. Please vote. That's what scares me is like, once celebrities reach a certain point, they don't critique themselves anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, I understand that they're critiqued a lot by people, but that's why they're just like turned on to like, oh, it's all hate. Like, we yeah. listen to the hate. Yeah. But like, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not like they're just like, oh, we hate him. They're Like, people are bringing up valid points exactly. about stuff. Ooh. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. Toast. I thought you said Tony. No. Tony. <laughs> well... Welcome to our spooky episode, guys! <laughs> it's Halloween season, baby! Wow. And this is gonna be posted the day before Halloween. Yeah, look at that. Wow! <laughs> so we thought today we'd, you know, take a deep dive, or just not a deep dive yeah. at all, a quick Google search <laughs> yeah. into the scariest things in Marvel. And yep. the first one is this current event, you know... Chris Pratt slash who's the worst Chris slash the defense for Chris Pratt versus the distaste for Chris Pratt. Yeah. So we're both gathering Marvel news. Yes. So I'm going to start with this. Well, we're both gathering spooky <laughs> Marvel things. Yeah. But we're going to start with this one because it's... um, It's relevant. It's relevant. It's current. <laughs> It's so stupid. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know, recently someone tweeted one has to go <laughs> with four famous Chris's. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Pine, <laughs> and Chris Evans. And honestly, I've seen people tweet this before. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this isn't new. Yeah. Like, literally with them, too. Yeah. I feel like it's happened before. And also, it happens with celebrities all the time. Yeah. You know? Like, the more I think about this, the stupider it Yeah, feels. it really is stupid. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, what basically happened was everyone was picking Chris Pratt for a litany of reasons. Is that a word? A litany? I feel like it sounds like I it could like be I, a word. I can't tell if I'm using it right, but, like, a myriad of reasons. We'll there say. you go. But, essentially, everyone, not everyone, a bunch of... um. Marvel actors are rushing to his defense, <laughs> such as Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, 
Um, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Um, I think, feel like those are the big three that everyone keeps mentioning yeah. whenever you read this stuff Catherine about Schwarzenegger oh, and yeah. Mrs. White. <laughs> yeah. This is what the Washington Post has written about it. Overwhelmingly, okay. people pointed to Pratt, the Parks and Recreation star turned Marvel superhero. Twitter users brought up Pratt's association with the evangelical Hillsong Church, whose founder has made anti-LGBT statements. Plus the fact that Pratt follows several conservative commentators, politicians, and organizations on social media, yet has remained silent on his views leading up to the presidential election, has led many to assume he is a supporter of President Trump. And also, I saw the people that he follows are like Ben Shapiro and like <laughs> bad people. Oh. What's really scary about it, spooky, <laughs> scary, is that like none of them defended Brie Larson, who would get so much like hate yeah hate yeah. from people for literally just being a woman or Zendaya for being like a black woman cast as like a traditionally white character like none of them said anything <laughs> and like they didn't know Zendaya at the time but also like yeah and it's also weird that like Zoe Saldana didn't say anything about them either because she's exactly. literally a, <laughs> a woman of woman. Court. Yeah, so it's like uh <laughs> well but also Zoe Saldana tweeted something and everyone's like well cuz she played Nina Simone in a movie and they like darkened her skin and so oh. everyone's like she just has a lot of um things <laughs> that seem to be going on. Yeah. That that that's what it just seems like is like these celebrities are just so out of touch. Yeah. And like once you get once you get rich, like your understanding of I guess like what's important, mm-hmm. politics, like people are just like gone. Yeah. Because also Robert Downey Jr.'s caption, <laughs> I was literally like, oh my god. Yeah. Like he said, this there's a part of it, his quote in here, the sinless are casting stones against my. Hashtag brother, Chris Pratt, a real hashtag Christian who lives by hashtag principle, has never demonstrated anything but hashtag positivity and hashtag gratitude. And he just married into a family that makes space for civil discourse and just plain fact insists on service as his highest value. I, I don't know. I feel like the thing is is they don't really understand why people are saying it. <laughs> exactly. They're just like, people are attacking Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. But it's not that he goes to church, it's that he, he goes, goes to, to a church, church that supports conversion therapy mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. So I'm sure, like, in Robert Downey Jr.'s mind, he's like, he's a man of God, he's yeah. a good person, but, like, he doesn't understand... Like, <laughs> I think he thinks that they're attacking him because he goes to church. I know. That reminds me of, like, the ads for the new, um... Supreme Court justice that they're trying to put in where there's an ad like these political ads are awful like they're all crazy mm-hmm. but there's one where they're like they don't want her in the Supreme Court because she's Catholic but they really don't want her in the Supreme Court because she's like, crazy yeah but it's just remind me of that so very much reflecting the world that we live in I feel like I had something else to say oh yeah and then the other thing with Chris Pratt is that just like when he was on Parks and Rec, there's, like, a gag reel where, like, he is naked when he's, like, the character's supposed to be naked and you're not supposed to be naked and there's, like, 
a law slash I don't know if it's a law, but like I'm pretty it must be a law. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Where like if someone on set is naked, they should give everyone the option to not see them naked. Yeah. But he just like did a prank and like was naked and like NBC sent him like a letter and was like, You can't do this and he said he like framed it and thought it was like so funny and I was like and also there's another clip where literally like <laughs> there's one part where like Aubrey Plaza like slaps his face and he's like I have a boner and it's like very weird Ew. also earlier I said why isn't anyone saying anything about the other people because the other people of the other Chris's could be getting hate and you said we get back to that I could get back to that right now if you want <laughs> Yeah, again, I feel like with that, it's just the people defending Chris Pratt, I feel like don't under, like, they're not actually listening to why people Mm -hmm. are upset with him, which is why they're defending him. Like, I don't think any of them have bad intentions, but again, they're just, like you were saying, exactly, they're disconnected. (laughs) Which is, you know, kind of sad. Yeah. Okay. This is a website called The Gamer, (laughs) and I'll just read what it wrote. Okay. On the comics, and to a lesser degree in the film side, Marvel has shown a commitment to create and support female characters after years of those ladies being shown simply as objects of desire. Leave it to Hawkeye and Captain America himself, of all people, to go against this mission. In a press junket for Avengers Age of Ultron, Chris Evans and Jeremy Renner made a joke about how Black Widow must get around being involved with so many of the guys on the Avengers roster. This was quite a shock to many Marvel fans, but Renner and Evans were quick to apologize for their comments, and they would probably just like to forget the whole thing ever happened. But, okay, so that's what I just saw on this list, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I didn't even realize that happened. I didn't know that either. Yeah. But, okay, we literally talk all the time about this, like, culture, (laughs) not we of how Black Widow is always supposed to be a love interest, and it's almost like, it just reflects the way that society views women, and especially the men involved in it. It's just like, they're like, oh, Black Widow can beat people up, but we're too lazy to give her a personality, so her personality is going to be the love interest. Yep. That, that's literally every single movie, they're like, we're going to make her the love interest, but not continue this love interest story. Yep. <laughs> and the next one's going to be someone else. And that's how you know they're literally not doing it for the sake of the character. Mm-hmm. The only one they continue is the one with Bruce, but it makes It's, no like, sense. weird, and I don't <laughs> like it. And, uh, I really hope that they don't give her a love interest in her oh own movie. Or they, like, make her... Oh, God. They bring it back to Bruce. Yeah. Like, <sighs> I know... I think that movie is supposed to take place in, like, 2017. That's what I saw online, but I don't know how correct that well, yeah, is. Yeah, it has to take place in the past. Exactly. So, um... But it's just, like... Maybe she'll, like, try calling Bruce and be like, where are you? Oh, God. When he's, like, gone. Honestly, they probably will, because yeah. that's during Ragnarok, yeah, right? I oh, my God. So, they're, yeah. So they're I really hope going. they don't. <laughs> Because it's such a stupid love story. It's not even good. They're just like, flirty flirt. Honestly, what they should have done is kept his first love interest. Yeah. And just recast the person. Yeah, they've literally... Or keep her. They recast! They recast Hulk! (laughs) Why not recast the love interest, which is the entire purpose of the first movie? Yeah. And, like, I feel like she's the main love interest in all of Hulk's stuff. Like, I thought they were supposed mm-hmm. to be together forever, like Mary Jane and yeah. Peter Parker. Like, and yet. 
It makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. They were just like, let's just not cast any more women. Yeah. <laughs> one is plenty. Yeah, one can be all of the women. <laughs> she can just, if we ever need a character that yeah. isn't a man. Well, now what are they going to do? She's <laughs> gone. It's true. They killed her. <laughs> They've Captain Marvel. I feel like they're not going to put her with anyone. I don't think so either. Because I feel like she's too, like, independent. Yeah, I don't be... think they should put her with anyone. No, I agree. Ugh, are they going to, like, have a love triangle in the new Thor with the Valkyrie? See, the thing is, I almost feel like they didn't try to make Thor and Valkyrie, like, a love interest. I, I know so people said that, but I was like, I didn't get, like, love vibes from them. I got... It looked like they were setting it up. Yeah. But didn't do it. But I was like, I don't want them to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like they won't. But then again, I, who knows? But I, yeah. it's, again, they don't have chemistry. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was more just like, they're like, oh, we're both from Asgard. Yeah. Let's go save it. Like, if anything, I feel like they were setting her up to get with Bruce. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, their whole bond when he was whole. And they were like, yeah. And stuff. So I feel like if anything that would happen, especially now that uh, Natasha's gone. So <laughs> she gone. Bruce needs someone else. If they yeah. continue with Bruce, I don't even know because his arm is like dead because he snapped everyone back. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Just, Who knows? It's what, gonna be crazy. Like, what like the, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Like, who is All gonna our, be in what movie? Yeah. All the big ones are gone. Minus Thor. Jolly Giant. (laughs) He's the biggest of them all. Minus Hulk, I guess. And plus, like, Hulk is now combined. Like, Bruce and Hulk are one now. It's crazy. So I feel like they also wouldn't really continue that because it's not like he's angry fight Mm -hmm. man. He, like, didn't know how to fight at all in the last movie. So I feel like they're going to get rid of Bruce. Yeah, but how are they going to get rid of him? I don't know. Maybe he'll just be the new Natasha. Like, you know how when everyone blipped, she just, like, stood there and she's like, this is what's going on in the world. Yeah. So maybe that's what Bruce will do. That's he'll be, true. like, the leader, but won't actively do anything. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm retired. Yeah. But he's also gonna be a Hulk. Yeah. <sighs> God. It's gonna be interesting. I'm actually very excited to see how this continues. <laughs> I know. I wish Black Widow would show us more into the future, but it's definitely not going to. Yeah, no. Also, something I just said off the podcast was it's so funny how the Marvel Universe went into the future. Yeah. So, Spider-Man Far From Home takes place in 2022. So, that universe blipped past COVID. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's almost like that's the ideal universe. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if we were in that one... COVID would have never happened. Yeah. But, Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll never feel normal again. Yeah. Anything, but also that <laughs> the MCU is not going to feel realistic anymore. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it does it already. Yeah. But do you want to go? Oh, sure. It, okay. So, should I do... Oh, man. I don't know which one to do. Sorry. I'm rambling. Okay. I'll do the one talking about Tony. Okay, so, um, I looked up, like, 
creepy facts about Marvel. <laughs> and then I found this, like, opinion form where people, like, stated their opinions on whatever. And most of them were like, it's just creepy, like, how often the universe is about to, like, die. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care about that. That's not that creepy. It's not me. creepy. It's exactly. just trying to make a movie. Exactly. But then, um... Okay, so this one is an opinion, so we're just going to talk about this, because I feel like, um, well, if anyone's listening to this, and you've listened to more than this podcast, you know that we're Tony fans. (laughs) We love Tony Stark more than anything else in the world, Mm -hmm. right? So, this person said, to me, the creepiest element in... Sorry. Okay. (laughs) He can't talk already. He can't get through it. Yeah. To me, the creepiest element is how much of a scumbag Tony Stark was before (laughs) his time as a captive in a cave. And even after that, since there are a lot of indications, he did not change. So we know that he is a scumbag arms dealer. On top of that, he has a highly unethical relationship with his employees. Most people remember the scene aboard his plane where the almost comically beautiful flight attendants become strippers Mm -hmm. once the plane is in the air. So Stark either employs strippers to be flight attendants, or he expects his flight attendants to be strippers. Either way, it is gross and an abuse of power. In the deleted scenes on the DVD, it's worse that during the flight, Stark actually disappears into the back of the plane with two of the women. So they're not just strippers, they're also prostitutes. (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing is grotesque. And one... It's one thing to be a playboy and go out with lots of willing women. It's something else entirely to expect your employees to service you sexually and, perhaps, keep them on the payroll to do exactly that. Beyond all of that, the fact that Stark is the cause of Ultron and that leads to the deaths of thousands of people, yet he somehow gets away with it, is a major problem that is never explained or dealt with properly. Another creepy fact that springs from this is Captain America's position in Civil War. Cap actually takes the position that the Avengers are above the law and really should establish themselves as a kind of law unto themselves. This is really creepy and uh, usually the beginning of every villain's plotline in most comics. Ironically, in this case, Iron Man is very much in the right, but he turns around and proves his own point, i.e. that superheroes need to be contained by the end of the movie when he seeks to murder the Winter Soldier himself apparently heedless of the idea that he should not simply be killing people because he feels like it. Whatever you may think of this motivation, Stark's murder attempt is the sign of a man who feels powerful enough to do whatever he wants to. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go in, like, there's, like, three things Yeah, there, there are three chunks. The first one, I've also thought about that with, like, the women on the plane. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. I always thought the point of that being in the movie was to prove he was, like, a really bad person. Yeah. And, like, to show he changes exactly, over the Exactly, yeah. So, like... <clears throat> like, it's so, yeah. bad, but it's almost just there to show you that, like... It made <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And that, like, he's made such a big change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, I feel like if he was a good guy to begin with, and then he ends up in this cave, and he's like... Oh, no. Right. Like, it's not as... Yeah. Like, it's almost like showing, like, what we were saying before. Like, celebrities, but being disillusioned. Exactly. So, it's just kind of him waking up to all of the bad junk Mm -hmm. that he's been doing in his life. And plus, he gets with Pepper after that. Exactly. He's a monogamous... Man. Monogamous. (laughs) Yeah. But then again, that is still his employee. (laughs) 
oh man, I'm gonna have to leave that part in there. <laughs> that was a good. Usually I can cut them right out. Yeah, that one was a good one. But yeah, I mean, like at least him and Pepper had like a connection. You know what I mean? Yeah, Rather than I mean, him just like doing stuff with the women. Yeah. So like I agree that it's like creepy that he was like kind of abusing his power to do mm-hmm. whatever. But at the same time, like it was there purposefully to show that he was a bad guy before he got captured. Yeah. Would you say the real scary part is that these actors probably become more disillusioned by the end when really the hero is supposed to like always have their morals intact. That's true. But really they make all this money. Yeah. And they like like especially him, yeah. which I'll get into later. <laughs> like just make all this money and like lose what really makes a superhero. Yeah. I agree. Like the issues that happen in superhero movies, they're so different from what celebrities Mhm. <laughs> What celebrities are aware of. Yeah. Like, they always have to keep their morals and always have to keep everyone else in mind. But when I feel like you're a celebrity, like... Or maybe it's similar where it's like superheroes get all this glory Mm -hmm. but have to, like, keep in their own morals. But, like, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I mean, like, honestly, if you think about Captain America... (laughs) Like, kind of like this guy was saying, he started off being humble, and then he's like, well, we're better than everyone, mm-hmm. so we should get to do whatever. So, I mean, that's kind of along the lines of what you were yeah. saying. It's just, like, they become disillusioned as yeah. to, like, reality, because they're so... Above it. Yeah. Uh, beyond all of that, the fact that Stark is the cause of Ultron, and that leads to the deaths of thousands of people, yet he somehow gets away with it is a major problem that is never explained or dealt with properly. See, that one, I kind of don't agree with the person, because Tony's intentions were good. Mm-hmm. He was doing it because he was like, wow, did you guys see that giant spaceship that almost completely destroyed mm-hmm. Earth? We need to do something yeah. to protect ourselves. And he was like, no one else is trying to do anything. Yeah. And he wasn't even the one that actually put the thing inside of Jarvis. Wasn't it Thor? Because yeah. he saw something. So they needed Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it was Ultron, not Jarvis. Sorry. Oops. Ultron was the robot. Mm-hmm. But, okay, Ultron was stupid. Mm-hmm. The concept of, oh, he created this system. Like, if Jarvis is able to, like, be a functioning computer program, mm-hmm. why couldn't Ultron be a functioning one? And I know, it, I think it had something to do with, it wasn't the Tesseract, but it was the thing in Loki's staff. Mm-hmm. That was connected to Ultron, but still, it was just, like, I don't know. I, like, barely remember. <laughs> yeah, Ultron was, like, all over the place. There's but... a just, yeah, there's just a lot that happens in that movie. But, like, I don't think that's a negative thing on Tony, because, again, he's like, we need to protect everyone. I almost think that that conflict itself, like, mm-hmm. both sides are, like... Like, it was gonna go wrong either way. Exactly. And, like, even Bruce was in on it. He's like, I agree with you that we need to, like, have mm-hmm. some sort of protection system. And he's like, why not use this alien technology to figure it out? Mm-hmm. And then everyone else is like, you're so selfish. And he's like, no, I'm just trying to protect people. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, it ended up blowing up in his face. <laughs> but it was gonna blow up either way. Exactly. But again... He was trying to do something, and then again, at the 
beginning of Endgame, he even brings that up to Captain America. He's like, remember that one time I tried to create a defense system and you guys were like, haha, you're garbage and look at the world now, half of us are gone. So that point, kind of stupid by this person. And then the next one is talking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It was just like the first chunk, like I can see like Tony being creepy. It's Mm -hmm. creepy. But that part, like how is that creepy? I think... Well, didn't they say more that Captain America was creepy and that he's just No, like, they brought that up in Civil War. Um, for that, for Ultron, they literally just said Tony's creepy because he made Ultron. It's, like, creepy, but, like, everything about that movie is kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, literally, like, every, everyone's side in that yeah. movie is, like, a little skewed. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, this is very off-topic and it was something that I was maybe going to bring up. But but we'll we'll get back on topic in a few seconds. Turns out Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were incestuous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I read something about that somewhere, and I was like, oh no! Uh, in what the in comics? the comics? I think so. Yeah, and I was just like, ew. Why? But I was like, I don't want to do a whole thing talking about that, <laughs> I so I didn't you... actually read it. I just said I read uh, that they were together at some God. point, and then I moved on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that's woof. Just, uh, yeah. And then it says in Civil War, like, Captain America's creepy because he's like, oh, we're above the law, but then he's like, but then Tony proves himself, like, to be, like, goes against what he was saying because he tries to fight Bucky in the Mm -hmm. end over his parents. Which, again, I think that's why, like, Civil War was meh to me. Because I understand Tony being upset, but, like, that whole fight scene just almost made no sense to me, yeah. in a way. You know what I mean? It just seemed too, like, forced. I agree with that. Like, for Tony to go all the way out there to help Captain America, because he's like, I get that you were right about this, and blah blah blah, just to, like, try to kill Bucky over something he did when he was brainwashed? Yeah. Doesn't really make much sense to me. I feel like the movies don't understand how to, like, build tension. Yeah, I agree. They just, like, sh- They try to, like, force you into, like, dramatic things. Yeah. But, like, the way to make dramatic things is to, like, slowly build them Mm -hmm. and, like, lead them into each other rather than, like, always twisting things and... Exactly. Like, they're just like, eh, this has been going this way. We'll make it go this way just because we want this to happen. So, that's all from that post. But, uh, they seem very anti-Tony Stark, so, um, (laughs) that's a problem. Was it a guy or was it a girl, do you know? Oh, look. I'm it's just, a guy. Wow. Because, like, he almost said it in a weird way where it was yeah. like, and it's prostitutes. But it's yeah. like, it's not the, that's not exactly the scary part. The no. The scary part is, like, exploiting, the scary part is, like, employing people. Yeah, like, paying ex- the, yeah, yeah. And expecting sexual favors. Yeah. But then again, like, he was saying... We don't actually know if they're his employees that he expects to be strippers or whether he's hiring prostitutes. Exactly. Because I feel like, honestly, it's probably just hiring prostitutes and they're probably real flight attendants somewhere. Right. wouldn't... Well, I don't know. Or maybe there are no flight attendants. You just need someone (laughs) to fly the plane. Yeah. I I almost thought it wasn't his plane. Yeah, I don't know. Because he was on it with Rhodey. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but perhaps we'll never know. Yeah. 
that that's that's that whole yeah creepy chunk exploitation mm-hmm. classic <laughs> okay now mine is also it's related to Robert Downey Jr. Oh no. <laughs> this whole this whole time I'm just trying to wreck Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Okay. I won't read the title of it just so I mean this is sort of something we already knew about but I didn't realize that like Robert Downey Jr. was like this involved in this. Okay. Okay. Fans know that the role of James Rhodes changed actors from the first Iron Man movie to the second one, played currently by Don Cheadle. Woo! War Machine was originally played by Terrence Howard before the role was recast. If what Howard alleges about his co-star Robert Downey Jr. is true, then it doesn't speak well of the Golden Avenger. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know I said that. Downey Jr. wasn't the highest paid actor in the first Iron Man movie. Oh. Howard was. However, when renegotiating for the sequel came... Howard was dealt a massive pay cut as the studio felt he wasn't that important to the movie. Howard originally got his friend Downey the job, but when Howard asked him to help him out, Downey did nothing. Interesting. My so, only thing is, I didn't John Favreau say that he wanted it to be Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, but so, he might have gotten, like, he still might have. I'll, I'll search this one again to get more like, yeah. details, but, like, he still might have been like oh you should ask this guy yeah because i don't think they knew each other that's true yeah because my only thing is like yes i don't think he deserved like a huge pay cut Mm -hmm. you know like that's crazy because they made a lot of money off of iron man Mm -hmm. but at the same time like i don't know if he's just saying that because he's feeling salty like do you know what i'm trying to say well okay there's a lot to unpack here. Okay. Well, just because I agree that, like, well, even in the second movie, Rhodey is bigger. Yeah. So, like, it wouldn't make sense to give him a pay cut. Yeah, I agree. Just to make Downey's more. Yeah. So, but then again, we did get Don Cheadle. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and also, I didn't say this earlier, that Don Cheadle was one of the only people in the MCU that, like, defended Brie Larson... When she was getting hate. Yeah. He's literally the best person. (laughs) Love Don Cheadle. Yeah. But as he said on numerous occasions since, when the time came for Downey to repay the favor and bat for Howard when they were renegotiating their contracts for the sequel, Howard was ignored. Aw. Yeah, that's crappy. Yeah. It says, in a 2015 Rolling Stone profile, Howard said, I called Robbie and I was like, look, man, leaving messages with his assistants, calling him at least 17 times that day and 21 the next, and finally leaving a message saying, look, man, I need the help that I gave you. Never heard from him. Aww. That's so sad. Yeah, that's crappy. Yeah, like, literally, he would have never gotten it without him. Yeah, that's really crappy of him. We have found <laughs> a scary truth about oh. Robert Downey Jr. Dang. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense because I was like, I thought John Favreau wanted to hire Robert, mm-hmm. but like, I guess it was because of Terrence Howard that Downey actually accepted it because right. of the pay. Yeah. So that makes more sense because I was like, I don't know if those stories fully make sense, but now it, everything connects. That's, that's so sad. Yeah, that's really crappy. I also feel like. 
I totally believe the story. And yeah. I feel like it would be less likely to happen now, but also mm-hmm. probably still happen now, just because of, like, Black Lives Matter changing things. Because mm-hmm. literally it's, like, black people get paid less than they're worth so much that now I'm, like... I don't know if he could get away with it, but that's yeah. so crazy. Yeah, that's awful. Because he really did just make millions and millions and millions mm-hmm. yeah. on every like, movie I'm after that. Sure, you could be like, haha, pay this guy literally <laughs> more money. Like, that's all he had to do. Yeah, and like, they still made so much money. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this whole thing is just turning into a Robert Downey Jr. scary podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Because I have another thing. But it's not about Robert Downey Jr. Okay. It's about Tony. But is it my turn? About Age of Ultron. And it said, one of the biggest reasons why Avengers Age of Ultron remains one of the most expensive films ever made is that it was the first time the cast demanded paychecks that they felt they deserved. But, like, it says Robert Downey Jr. stood up for the Avengers cast after Marvel strong-armed them and tried to get them to quit instead of like upping their salaries. So he stood up for them. Maybe he had <laughs> not him. <laughs> Maybe he had a change of heart. He had Maybe guilt, he felt probably. bad. Yeah. He was yeah, like, but like oh, crap. dang. Yeah. But still, like do you know how famous and rich he is now? He could easily yeah. give um Terrence Howard like either a job or like yeah. you know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Well also yeah the reason that they were all, like, demanding their worth is because it says some received only 200000 for Avengers and Downey got paid $50 million. Oh, man. That's crazy! So he basically, after he just left Terrence Howard yeah. in the dust, it's like, he's they've become united and Robert Downey Jr. is seen as the leader, like a big brother for the younger actors in the ensemble. He's the only one with real power in this situation. That's crazy. Yeah. It's so, like, weird. Because they're basically just making it look like the, like, company and, like, producers probably just didn't want to pay much more. And they were like, we'll recast. And they were like, mm-hmm. okay, then do it. That's crazy. Like, who are they going to recast? Exactly. Like, especially after the first Avengers movie. Yeah. And, like, I do think they could make money still. Mm-hmm. But the reason people like it is because it's always the same people. Yeah, and if plus you recast that, every movie, no one's gonna care. And plus, like at that point, you had all the Thors, you had the first Captain America, mm-hmm. I think. Like you had movies on all these people. Yeah. I guess the only people, and like at that point, I think Scarlett Johansson had been in the second Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone besides Bruce and like. Hawkeye was in Thor! So, like, all yeah. these people had been in stuff before, so if you just recast them, that, like, wouldn't mm-hmm. have gone well. Spooky, scary, <laughs> corporate corporations. That's the thing, too, with us watching these. I'm always like, I feel weird that we're, like, really deep diving into um, a huge franchise yeah. that does not need any more money, does yeah. not need any more advertising. Like, we should probably examine, like, small individuals yeah. <laughs> next. Yeah. Uh, Once anyway. we're done with all of our Marvel stuff, yeah. but that, who knows how long that'll take, because, again, we've been doing this for two months now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my next thing is a very little fact, because um, 
like, more of the stuff that I found is actually within the comics and, like, little information like that. Whereas I don't know if the rest of yours is still, like, bigger world stuff or Mm -hmm. whatnot. So this isn't really a huge talking point, but I just thought it was interesting. So apparently, you know how Groot can only say, I am Groot? Mm -hmm. Apparently, all of the people in his species can actually speak full sentences when they're first born. But over time, um, their vocal cords tighten and harden. So all they're able to say is, I am Groot. That makes sense. Yeah. So, like, originally they can all speak in, like... That makes sense because they're trees. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. They're like, ooh, it's creepy, but I'm like, I never knew that. Yeah, I never knew that Yeah, But then also, that kind of contradicts what happens when Groot becomes a little Groot. (laughs) Oh, Groot! Oh, wait, what are you talking... Oh, you're right! He just keeps saying, I am Groot. That's true. That would have been so much funnier. Yeah. He, he just completely spoke. Yeah, he came back and he's like, hey guys, what's up? I wish they did that Yeah, now. that would have been funny. That would have been way funnier. Yeah. Guardians 2. Yeah. <laughs> Such a terrible movie. Wait, yeah, that totally is disproven. <laughs> yeah. But in the comics, that's how it works. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Should have kept it. I like that. Yeah. Okay, I have one more short one also. Okay. And it was just, Doctor Strange was almost a horror movie. Spooky! <laughs> I thought I should include it. Yeah. Um, all, that, all that it says is that Wes Craven, who directed A Nightmare on Elm Street and oh. Scream, was on board to direct a Doctor Strange film way back in 1992. Oh. Okay, so Taserface is actually based off of a very real character in the comic books with a disturbing origin story. Taserface in the comics faces off with the original Guardians in the year 3000. And I've been... I was about to say... <laughs> Your pause. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you better sing. <laughs> <laughs> and can be directly connected with another character from the MCU, Tony Stark. <gasps> Taserface belongs to the Stark race, which is a group of aliens that have constructed their society and way of life from Tony Stark's litter leftovers, and trash technology that he shot into space thousands of years earlier. In other words, the cruelty of Taserface in an eventual res- is an eventual result of Tony Stark's casual disregard for littering. <gasps> that is so cool. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, that's a good way to tell people not to litter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was just like, of course it's combining Tony, my favorite, and, and Taserface, <laughs> the bane of your existence. Yeah, I hate it. That's cool. Yeah. See, why don't they just bring that in? Yeah. Why couldn't that have been Ultra? But then I feel like they couldn't have combined Guardians with Tony, because if true. he's supposed to be shooting stuff out into space and then thousands of years later, like a whole race of aliens. But wasn't his name not Taserface and that was the joke, is that he was like, I'm Taserface. I don't know. I, but, I forget. Our, we're going to have to rewatch Guardians. <laughs> now that's scary. We yeah. did watch it for like 10 minutes. Yeah, and night. it was awful. And like, it's bad because the one part that I remember we both thought was kind of funny was the thing with the tape where they're like, oh, do yeah. you have any tape? And last night when I was watching, I was like, this is so boring. Because it's like, the, they're like, oh, well, people think of Guardians 1 as a funny, lighthearted yeah. movie. We're going to go funny. But they're like, we're going to go terrible jokes. Yeah. So it's not even like funny. Yeah. It's just... You're like, oh, they're trying to make a joke right now. Yeah. Which is why I hated it. 
And the development was so slow. Yeah, the development was very slow. Yeah, so it was just like, they're like, oh, well, we'll put comedy in to make up for the slow development. But, but the comedy wasn't there. It's like, the comedy, like, wasn't bits. Yeah. But they were acting like there were bits. Exactly. It was just bad. Yeah. It was bad. Watching it a second time, I'm wondering if it might go below Captain America, the first Avenger. <gasps> wow. Because the last time we watched it, I was like, it's still not good, but like... Now that I'm thinking it. about, like, because I feel like Steve was better watching it the second time. We, we did like, like him He more. was better. So, wow. it might be the worst movie for me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I watch Guardians 2 and I, like, look through rose-colored glasses, I could consider it entertaining. You know I what don't I mean? know. If I just, like... Like, give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, that yeah. could have been a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If It's like, oh man, Drew Gooden made a video and he was like comparing sitcoms and whatever. And mm-hmm. he said that when he was watching ones without laugh tracks, he just imagined where the laughing should mm-hmm. be. That's what it would be like, but no one would ever laugh at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It would just be like a thousand jokes, but none of them land. Mm-hmm. What Disgusting. I liked was last night when we put it on, Char was like, you guys just watch it too much. <laughs> intensely. And it's like, you're right. Yeah. Like, I feel like if we didn't think about it, we'd probably laugh. I don't know. <laughs> that one, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's not the best comedy. Because I feel like there are certain movies that I'm okay with overlooking mm-hmm. potential flaws in the movies. Like, Iron Man 3... I'm sure there's some stuff that's not actually that good in it. I don't know why you would ever say that. But you know what I mean? Like, we're just like, we love this movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rose-colored glasses. Yeah. But I I just feel like I can't Mm -hmm. with this movie in particular. Yeah, that's fair. Our final article, the MCU's relationship with the military, (laughs) from Iron Man to Captain Marvel. <laughs> the advertising for Captain Marvel has not only been about promoting the movie itself. More than any other Marvel movie, a significant portion of the film's marketing has involved cross promotion with the United States military. In this case, the Air Force. There's literally. Okay, so there's this ad that Marvel did that was to compare Carol Danvers to real Air Force pilots. Oh. Air Force Thunderbird planes performed a flyover for Captain Marvel's Hollywood premiere. In multiplexes, the film is preceded by an Air Force recruitment ad titled Origin Story. While not directly referencing the movie, the ad's intentions could not be clearer. This is a specific drive to recruit young women who are fans of superhero movies. That's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this one says, Collaboration between Hollywood and the military is nothing new. Department of Defense has has long had an arrangement that... If a, if a producer wants to feature actual U.S. military equipment on their film, the department will provide them funding and resources in exchange for following strict regulations on how the military is portrayed. This is often connected to some sort of recruitment campaign. And then it says, like, this goes back to 1927. And then films produced under this agreement include the likes of Top Gun, Black Hawk Down, Zero Dark Thirty, and the Transformers theory- oh. series weird and then yeah it just says there's no like list of rules but it seems it's just about showing the military in a positive light 
propaganda. It is propaganda. That's creepy. Like, stuff like that, when you find out that, like, people are behind the scenes Mm -hmm. doing stuff, it's so freaky. Well, that's the thing is, like, I guess it just meant, like, Iron Man also shows the military, but then it's like, Iron Man must have had the same... Yeah, but then again, Iron Man didn't really show the military in a great light. That's true. So, I don't know that about is that true. one. Like, because the first one, they're like, well, we're selling weapons to criminals. And all these criminals. And the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the military's, like, blowing up innocent people and mm-hmm. stuff. So they hate us. So I don't know about Iron Man. Yeah. But it's also, like, I feel like you need to think to understand what's problematic in Iron Man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's how I almost felt about that scene, too, where it's, like... Us watching it, especially now, we're like, oh, this is obviously meant to show, like, he's a bad person. Yeah. It's like, if, like, a young, like, boy sees that, he's like, oh my god. Yeah. Girls. Bombs. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and Iron Man, I guess, too, is definitely a more mature movie than they ended up being. Yeah. But, like, Captain Marvel is family-friendly. Yeah. Yeah, that one is definitely propaganda. Because, again, like, in Iron Man, Tony's like, wait, I don't want to sell weapons if they're going to bad people. So he stops. Yeah. He, like, completely shuts down that whole thing with the military. So, but then again, I don't know. That's so weird to think about. Mm Mm-hmm. This whole time, everything we've talked about has just made me uncomfortable. I know. (laughs) I'm just like, because, like, now we're just, like, thinking about it and, like, I know. And especially because half of it has to do with Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. And we're like, I still am no. dying over him not yeah. supporting him. I know. Like, I feel like if we knew how much they were planning on giving them. It said in one of the things that they gave, they were going to give Terrence Howard one eighth of what he made the first movie. Oh, that's huge pay cut. And they basically were just like, because we think it'll be successful with or without you. Oof. Well, I mean, they were were right. They were right, but also, a lot of people don't like that movie. Yeah. (laughs) So. Which, again, I don't know why people hate on that movie so Mm -hmm. much. But, I mean, also, we read a thing that was like, oh, people only hated this movie because it came out after the first Avengers, so they were expecting all of the Avengers to be in the Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. Or wait, did that come out before it? Or no, it was that Iron Man 3 that people didn't like it as much because it came out after, after Avengers. Avengers. Okay, never mind. Yeah. yeah. People don't like Iron Man 2 because there's too many plots. But there are too many plots in all of the movies. It's true. People are just hating for no reason. <laughs> Okay, but I found the article again. In a twenty in a twenty thirteen <laughs> appearance on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, Howard said, "It turns out that the person that I helped become Iron Man when it was time to re up for the second one took the money that was supposed to go to me and pushed me out. They came to me with the second and said, "Look, we'll pay you one eighth of what we contractually had for you, because we think the second one will be successful without you or not." And I called my friend that I helped get the first job, and he didn't call me back for three months. And then Downey, in a 2008 interview to MTV, said, I had nothing to do with that decision. I love Terrence very, very much. That's all I'll say, because I haven't talked to him yet. It's one of those situations where I still don't quite know what happened or why. Here's what happens, too. Things happen, and you wind up commenting on them before you've actually talked to the people, and it's in poor taste. Howard told Rolling Stone that when he was told about his new contract, his agent said, F you and put the phone down. 
Don Cheadle was hired as Howard's replacement in 24 hours. That's crazy. That's really crazy. That's crazy. Drama. It's so much drama. That's probably honestly why Robert Downey Jr. did so many of them and hasn't done a lot of other movies because literally he made so much money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's set for life. He's never going to make that much. I guess he might still. Yeah. But like, yeah, that is really crazy. He has become Tony Stark. Yeah. What's scary is that we don't know if he's the good kind or the bad kind. (laughs) Rip. Using his powers for good or bad. This is unrelated, but like someone tweeted about like Jennifer Lawrence because she's just crazy. (laughs) And someone was like, people don't understand the movies that they're in. Like these actors don't understand. Yeah. Because like especially she played... Katniss, who, Mm -hmm. like, rebels against a corrupt government. And I think she was just saying weird politic things where it's like, do you not understand what what movie you're in? I feel like I haven't heard anything about Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I knew she was in Hunger Games. I knew she was like, I like to eat food. And that was her whole personality, and that's all I know about her. That's true. (laughs) And then she, like, rubbed her butt on these, like, sacred rocks in Hawaii, and everyone was like, you really should not have done that. And then this came out. But uh, enough about her. <laughs> I guess that's all we have for today. Yep. Ooh. I hope everyone feels very scared. Yep. Because <laughs> I know I do. Yep. I guess next week we'll do something else. Yeah, we, we'll figure it out. <laughs>